Hello, everybody. Dr. Lonnie Stewart here from the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Are you a physical therapy student about to start studying for the National Physical Therapy Examination? Or maybe you're a professor, a program director, or a clinical instructor who teaches DPT students preparing for the NPTE? Either way, we would recommend checking out our sponsor, NPTE Final Frontier, and the community they've built around preparing for and succeeding on the NPTE. That exam and the preparation that goes along with it can be long, tedious, difficult, and stress-inducing, but it doesn't have to be. NPTE Final Frontier has the tactics and resources to help address all of the usual barriers. They even have scholarships to help with NPTE study courses, FSBPT registration fees, and even research opportunities. And if that's not enough, they're even donating to the very first annual HET Podcast Scholarship to be awarded at the end of every year. Go to NPTEFF.com for all of the details and use code HET for 10% off all purchases. Links to both the NPTE Final Frontier and their scholarship options are available in the show notes. And now, let's get ready to learn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field, and I've got a very special episode for you today. This is the failure to success episode, one that we've been talking about doing for a while now. We've got a bunch of stories of brave, bold leaders in the world of physical therapy who have failed their NPTE exam or failed a course or just had a major failure in life and yet still came back to have very successful careers to show you that Failure is not the end. It's not the end all be all. It doesn't mean that it's over. It's just a minor bump in the road. It's, it's a little speed bump that you've got to get over. You've got to pick yourself up. And most of all, you've got to learn from it. Uh, my story starts uh, as an English major, obviously, at Wake Forest University. Graduated from there, but didn't have any direction in life. Didn't know what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. And so my senior year, I started uh, volunteering at the hospital at Winston-Salem there at Baptist Hospital. They put me in the physical therapy department, really enjoyed it. I liked uh, seeing the patients they worked with and, and the treatments they did. I worked just filing away some files on home exercise programs and things like that in the physical therapy gym. Uh, but it was awesome. I loved it until I saw all the prerequisites that were required and the fact that I had almost none of them. Uh, so I had to go back after I graduated and do about a full year worth of math and science just to get into PT school. So I get into PT school finally. Uh, it was a master's program at the time at East Carolina University. Finished my master's in two years, stuck around for the third year for the transitional doctorate. But my dad kind of got sick and had some health problems at the time. I moved back in with my mom and dad to kind of help out with some of that. and started studying for my board exam, which... I took once as a master's student after I finished my master's program, I knew I was going to be sticking around for the transitional doctorate. So I was in no real rush to, to take that exam and pass it. So I figured I'll just give it a shot. Let me see what happens. So I took it my first time. I missed it by one question. All right. I figured no big deal. It was close. I didn't study that much. I just kind of stepped up and took it to see where I was at. So started the transitional doctorate program. Started studying my tail off for the, the exam and took me a second time in the middle of the TDPT. And I did about 
five or six questions worse the second time. I, I, I got worse somehow. After studying a ton, uh, I, I just did worse. So now I'm freaking out because uh, South Carolina is where my family was. They were in Charleston. That's where I wanted to work and live and, and be for the rest of my life. And they had a three-strike rule at the time where if you failed the exam three times, you couldn't work in the state of South Carolina. Now, with the compact and all that, and things may have changed at this point, so I don't really know. Uh, there were other options I didn't know at the time, like working at a VA. I could have worked at a VA with any state license and just transferred into the state of South Carolina, but I didn't really do that much of a deep dive on it back then. It should have. After, you know, studying for the board exam for my third time, I really started ramping up my own stress level. I had testing anxiety anyway had ADHD and didn't even know. I was only recently diagnosed with ADHD within the last two years or so. So that was new to me. But in hindsight, it makes sense why a lot of this went the way it did. And so I, I failed the exam a third time. So now I can't work in the state of South Carolina. I feel like my life is over and oh my goodness, what am I going to do? How am I going to pass this exam? Turns out that, you know, things happen for a reason. I uh, picked myself up, dusted myself off, finished the transitional doctorate with everything except for my capstone project. And then my dad's health took a turn for the worse. Uh, he ended up having some heart problems and uh, ended up passing away. And I wasn't able to finish the capstone project in time to graduate with my transitional doctorate. So now I failed the test three times. I didn't finish my transitional doctorate. I had lost my dad. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't even know if I wanted to be a physical therapist anymore. As a matter of fact, I was working as a tech, a PT tech at the hospital where he passed away. And I had to walk down the hall and clock in and clock out every time walking past the room where he passed away at the hospital I worked at. So that was pretty brutal. It took a toll on me, you know, but eventually I, I dusted myself off. I picked myself up again buckled down, studied some more. And this time I kind of realized that I would be getting it down to like two right answers toward the end, my best two guesses. And I would flip flop back and forth between my first guess and my second guess. And inevitably I end up switching my answer and going to my second guess. So it wasn't until I stopped doing that and just trusted my gut instinct that I finally passed my NPTE exam. Since then, I've gone on to finish the TDPT and, and get my doctorate in physical therapy. I ended up getting a doctorate in education. I've started my own businesses. I have three businesses that all kind of fall under the umbrella of one major business. I've been a PT for over 15, 16 years now, worked in every population you can imagine, specializing really with geriatrics in the last five or six years home health, skilled nursing facilities, assisted living facilities, and then my own cash pay practice. I've now transitioned into academia full-time with the help of my educational doctorate, and I've been thriving and, and just loving that as well. So, you know, and the dissertation process was another failure of mine. It took me probably almost an extra year or year and a half to finish my EDD because of my dissertation. That was a mess. And they've finally dragged me across the finish line, kicking and screaming. But again, I got it done, right? You know, I've had a very successful career and one that I've thoroughly enjoyed and, and really loved. And it's all because of 
really the stick to if you will, right? The grit, the tenacity to just get back up after these failures, learn from them what you can, and just keep attacking it until you reach your goals and your dreams. I hope my story is, uh, you know, somewhat inspiring to some people who may have failed their exam and realize it's not that big of a deal. It's not a, a you know, an end all be all. It's not the end of life. It's just a minor speed bump in the road. You can do it. You can still pass this exam, go on to have a great career. And if I can do it, anybody can trust me. I hope my story is inspiring. I hope the stories of these other people that have shared their story are inspiring to you. These, these brave, amazing leaders and people that I look up to in the profession, uh, you know, they've had great careers and they didn't pass their board exam the first time either. So it's going to be okay. I hope that you'll uh, watch these stories and you'll take away some lessons from them and, and just overall enjoy them and, and really thank them for, for sharing their story. Uh, and showing people that uh, failure is not the end of the world, um, especially on an NPTE exam. A standardized test doesn't show how great of a clinician you can be. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things that kind of shows that you can perform safely as a clinician. So once you finish that and you've got your license, it's all up to you what you want to make of it. So I hope this was helpful. Hope you enjoy the rest of these stories and we'll see you on the next one. Hey, what's up guys? Bert here, physical therapist, founder of Rehabpreneur. And today I'm going to share with you my failure story. So I'm sharing this video to encourage the ones who have failed their exams when taking the N NPTE. I've been a therapist since 1998 and we're 2023 today. So this is my 25th year as a physical therapist, but the journey wasn't that easy. Okay. So as most of you know, some friends and colleagues have seen me online and stuff. I'm an immigrant. I'm from the Philippines and um, I came here fourth quarter of 1997. So just to give you a background before I took my first exam, I got married in the Philippines to my beautiful wife. And uh, that was uh, August 31st, 1997, same day Princess Diana passed away. I still remember that vividly. But anyway, I had to leave three weeks after our wedding. So I'm still in the honeymoon phase three weeks after our wedding. I have to leave because I have a contract to fulfill. I was on a temporary license as a physical therapist. I was working for a company in Florida. With that said, when I took my first exam, I failed. I failed because I, I so miss my wife. Culture shock, you name it. All the excuses I can think of, right? There's a ton of excuses I can think of, but ultimately that hurt. It really hurt. The first time I failed really hurt because I'm an overachiever. I'm, I'm always in the top five in the school, president of the class and all that. And for the first time in my life, I experienced a major failure. And not only that, this failure has a domino effect. See, my status in the U.S. for passing the exam, everything is hinging into it. I got to get my wife here. I got to make sure that I'm successful so I can start a family here. So when I failed, it felt like everything was crumbling down. It felt like the end of the world for me. And not only that, in the Philippines, there's this stigma of, oh, you failed. We have this common, what do you call this saying? Oh, bumagsaka. 
I say it in our language, sometimes they make you feel like, oh, you're not that good. Oh, you're, you're stupid or something like that. So things are just all com coming around me. It's like all the negativity, right? So how did I bounce back from that? It wasn't easy. I took the exams again. And guess what? I failed again. I failed twice in the state of Texas. I have to take the third exam in another state because in Texas, if you fail twice, you have to do all these schooling and everything. I don't have time for that, right? So I applied in another state. I believe it was state of Indiana where they don't have a ton of requirements and you can take as many exams as you want. And guess what? I failed again. I failed three times, guys, three times. And finally, on the fourth time, I passed. I passed. But I want to share with you the thinking behind this, okay? How in the world did I have or how, how did I get the strength to keep fighting, to keep trying four times, four times? To some people, you might, they might say, you know what? This is it. This is not for me. I ain't going to be a physical therapist, right? But to me, and I don't mean to sound religious, but it was all by the grace of God. It was all by the word of God that encouraged me. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And without the grace of God, I wouldn't have done it. Okay. So without the grace of God, I wouldn't have done it. It's, it's really, it's really a tough situation to be in. But one thing that really encouraged me is a quote by William D. Brown. He said, this quote says, failure is never, never a person. It is just an event. So when I realized that, that failure is never a person, it is just an event. Then I changed my perspective. I looked at myself differently. You know what? I'm not a failure. This exam is just an event, an event that I have to conquer an event that I have to keep preparing for again and again and again. We have this saying in the, in the Philippines, kahit ilang beses itutumba kita, which means in English, however many times will it take, I'm going to take you down. So that really helped me also in, in making sure I don't give up. So in my mind, if I have to take this exam 10 times, 20 times, I know it's, it's, it's tough to say, right? In my mind, I'm not going to give up until I pass it. Because if you don't give up, if you keep going for it, in the end, guess what? You win, right? If you already made up your mind, you're not going to stop until you, you pass this exam, you overcome this struggle. In the end, you win. You only lose if you give up, okay? That's me. That's my opinion. That's how I, that was my thinking process. So for those of you who have failed the exam, what I'm saying to you now is don't give up. This is just an event. You are not a failure. Taking the exam, the results of the exam does not identify you. Check this out. When we see patients, it's been, I've been a therapist for 25 years now, 98, 2023. 20, Whenever I see a patient, do they ask, Hey Bert, how many times did you take the exam? No, right? 
All they care about is, are you improving their quality of life? Are you an awesome therapist that goes in there and your intention is to help them improve their quality of life? That's all they care about. Because you might have passed the exam the first time, but if you're a crappy physical therapist, you're a crappy clinician, then guess what? It doesn't matter. You're crappy, right? So I hope this video encourages you. So 25 years now as a physical therapist, there's this thing we call the butterfly effect, right? The theory of that is uh, that when the butterfly flaps its wings, it can cause a typhoon or, or, or a strong storm down the road, meaning a small action can cause a domino effect down the road. In my case, that butterfly effect was, had I given up, then I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be an American citizen. See that flag behind me. I'm so proud to be an American citizen. I wouldn't be able to form a family. So we have two kids. Our daughter is uh, 23. She graduated from University of Texas, San Antonio, uh, BS Kinesiology. Our son is a sophomore right now in uh, Texas A&M University, taking business and finance. Um, and my wife, uh, we just celebrated our 26 years of wedding anniversary. And looking back from being married for three weeks and then leaving her, right? And now we're 26 years together, staying strong by the grace of God. All of these things happen because of the grace of God. And I want to give all the glory to the Lord. It's not because of my own strength, because apart from him, I can do nothing. Apart from the Lord, I am nothing. All right. I'm just, I'm just saying it right now. I now have a business. I run Rehabpreneur where I teach physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, PTAs, CODAs. I teach them how to start their own home health contracting business. It is successful, again, because of the grace of God. God gave me this wisdom on how to run it the right way. I learned from mistakes. I learned from my failures. Failure is only wasted when you don't learn from it. But if you learn from your failure, then it's not wasted. You get better and better and better. And um, yeah, because if, if you fail the first time, then you know what not to do next, right? If you step on the hole the first time, then on the second time, you know not to step on that hole, right? So it's very basic. With that said, guys, I just want to encourage you, don't give up. If, if you're one of those therapists or still preparing for the exam, keep at it. If you keep at it, you'll get it done. Don't give up. Remember, I took it three times and passed the fourth time. Am I ashamed of it? No. I always share this story to whoever, to whoever I encounter that's going through the same um, situation. I tell them there's hope. I tell them, look, you can do this if you don't give up. And again, it boils down to, not to sound religious, but it's, it's in the Bible. God allows these things to happen so that you can encourage the ones who go through it. I wouldn't be able to talk about failure with you guys, the ones who have failed, if I haven't experienced it. I know. I experienced it. It hurts. It hurt the first time. It hurt the second time. It hurt the third time. But you know what? It's easy to go through something when you, when you haven't failed. It's easy to celebrate wins, right? But what's the hardest thing is how do you bounce back from a failure? How do you get up when you went down three times? How do you do that? 
Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, again, not to sound religious. It's by the grace of God. It is him who gives you the ability to bounce back. It is him who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Okay, that's one of my favorite quotes or verses in the Bible. I believe it's in Deuteronomy. It is him that gives you the ability to produce wealth. So if you're in that situation right now, you're on the verge of giving up and you feel like, you know what? That's it. Please don't. Don't quit. Don't give up. Unless you've made a decision, you don't want to do physical therapy anymore, then that's totally up to you. But I encourage you, don't give up. Press on. You can do this. All right? God bless. Everyone, uh, my name is Dr. Michael Koa. I just want to really go through and talk about my journey with the MPTE and becoming a licensed therapist and, you know, what I've been doing since that time. I was looking to take the MPTE uh, for the first time in 2017. Uh, in 2017, I was about to graduate from University of Maryland, Baltimore uh, in May, and I was taking my first attempt in April 2017. As I was finishing up my, my last clinical rotation, um, I started studying. I was doing things slowly, um, progressively through the rotation, and um, I had about a month also when we were not in clinic at all. After taking that first exam, uh, I didn't pass by about 42 points. And it was really challenging because it was like, okay, like you have all these celebrations, you have graduation, you have all of these things that you're looking forward to and you can only like ha half celebrate them because you're just kind of trying to like look at like the other side of like, okay, I got to refocus and retake this exam. So that was where I was after graduation. So. I kind of, you know, circled back and said, okay, what should I be doing next? So what I did was I went on and I, you know, signed up for a course, uh, the PT final exam course. I kind of refocused where I was getting my information from the study for the exam. Um, I changed my study schedule altogether. Um, I was working part-time, um, but I kind of even shifted that a little bit so I had more time to commit. And uh, when I took the second MPT the second time in July, you know, I ended up not passing again and it was even by less points, so less than 42 points short this time. For me, I think, you know, the two main factors that really contributed to that were, I don't think I was really over not passing the first time. I think that was still really weighing on me and I really just felt a sense of embarrassment, frustration, a sense of annoyance, I guess, to be quite honest. And um, because you've just been going through this content for so much and, it, and the test is holding you back. After going through that, you know, I really had to like dig deep in myself to like really know if like this is really what I wanted to do after going through all of that. And um, I just took some time off of studying. I took some time off of trying to look into different things. And I just took a break. And when I came back kind of with a, a renewed sense of what I wanted to do and how I was going to do it, I, you know, set up another plan. I, you know, met with some of my classmates that, you know, were willing to help. I set up, you know, going to an in-person course for two days 
And, you know, in October of 2017, I, I passed and I passed the flying colors. It was, you know, well above the passing rate. Um, everything had worked out. And, you know, since that time, you know, so much has happened and so much I'm thankful for. Um, but, you know, during those down moments, um, you know, I always emphasize to new grads and students, you know, two things. And now for a quick shout out to our newest sponsor, Varela Financial. If you're a physical therapist and you have student loan debt, you got to talk to these guys. What makes them unique is that they view financial planning like running hurdles on a track. And for PTs, the first hurdle many of us run into is student loan debt. Varela Financial will help you get over that hurdle. They not only take the time to explain to you which plans you individually qualify for and how those plans work, but they also take the time to show you what your individual case looks like mapped out within each option. So if you're looking for help on your student loan debt or any area of personal finances, we recommend working with them. I use Varela Financial personally, and they were able to help me lower my student loan repayment from about $1,800 a month down to about $135 per month simply by finding the right repayment plan that best fit me, my family, and our life goals. You can check them out at varelafinancial.com. Link is in the show notes if you need it for reference, and tell them the HET podcast crew sent you. And now, back to the show. The first thing being, there's so many things that happen in PT school, and I think that it's really hard for people to understand the intensity and commitment of going through PT school unless they've been through it themselves. So I think you should really give yourself grace in those moments to understand that you have really accomplished a lot to not only get into PT school, but to successfully complete it. And, you know, going back to getting your actual degree, your diploma and your doctorate, and that's something that no one can take from you. You know, you, you've put in so much work and energy and sacrifice to make that happen. So you should be really proud of yourself you know, regardless of how you are feeling once you get to the board exam itself. So since passing boards, what's been going on for me? Um, so I've been working as a physical therapist for five years uh, in Maryland and D.C., working primarily with older adults. I have worked uh, with the APTA Maryland uh, for a plethora of different things, uh, primarily working as the director of DEI um, over the last three years. I have gone on to be a participant, co-presenter in different courses. I have gone on to create some different initiatives that we've started within the chapter that have been really successful in terms of mentorship, our, our, our mentorship nights that we have monthly. Um, I've gone on to kind of build up community partnerships with different schools throughout the state um, so that we can kind of show what it takes to get to our profession and also show, you know, that we're here to support you. Um, at a young age, from elementary all the way through high school and in college as well, we want to support you in your journey to becoming a physical therapist in Maryland. The other thing that I'm also very proud of that I've been able to do since that time is I've been able to create an organization called Live and Grow Mentorship, which since the time that I've graduated until now, it's been official since 2021, but I've always had a, a sense of wanting to help people at all levels of PT school, applying to PT school while in PT school and also as new graduates studying for the MPTE, I've been helping and trying to make sure that the underrepresented groups in our profession uh, have the support that they need and they're able to overcome some of the struggles that I had to overcome and 
they feel seen, they feel heard, and they feel supported. And that's really been one of my main goals and focuses for me um, since I've, you know, gone on to have my career. And, you know, I think that anyone that's going through this, you know, don't let it hold you. It's something that people go through and you can go on and still have a great career and you can go on and still do the things that you want to do. You know, you just have to have that familial support system to help you get through it. And we're here to help. So feel free to reach out to any of us. And I know that we'll be able to get you to your next stop and get you to wish where you want to be. Hi, I'm Nancy Smith. And I wanted to tell you my story of failure. And I wanted to say, as I start this story, that failure is not final and failure is not fatal. And why I say that is because while I was in PT school, I failed my kinesiology class. And actually, before I failed it with a failing letter grade, I had to withdraw from my um, kinesiology class. This actually put me back a whole year in my physical therapy program and caused me to have to figure out what I was going to do. So during that year, I completed another degree. I completed a BA in psychology, which I call my accidental degree. I wasn't supposed to get that degree, but I find that it helped me greatly in patient care. It also helped me in my current role as a professor of physical therapy. Since failing that initial class in PT school, um, I went on to complete my master in physical therapy degree. And about five years after completing my master of physical therapy degree, I went on for my transitional doctor of physical therapy degree. I did pass my licensure exam on the first try after completing my master of physical therapy degree. And I um, did complete my transitional doctorate. I also um, became a board certified geriatric specialist. And I have been teaching for the last 13 years at Winston-Salem State University in North Carolina. And um, I completed my PhD in curriculum instruction from North Carolina State University. I'm here to tell you that um, persistence matters and that if you failed in your life, that it's only a road bump and just keep on trying because you just have to sometimes figure out that that failure is not necessarily your destination. It's just a speed bump on the road. And sometimes you just have to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep moving. Hi, my name is Dr. David Friedberg, and I am a doctor of physical therapy. I'm here to tell you that it took me multiple attempts to pass this NPTE, and I am very proud to tell you that. I am very proud to share that with you. Why am I proud? Because it helped me get to where I'm at currently and where I'm going to be because it built up character. It built up strength inside of me. It showed me what I can overcome, what I can go through. I recognize that either your story has power over you or you have power because of your story. So I said to myself, I have power because of my story. I have power because it took me multiple attempts. I have power because I had to stand back up. I have power because of my story. So be proud of your journey. You are not alone. 
continue to stand up because you are worthy of passing this exam and you can do it. So believe in yourself and go get it. You will pass. Hi, I'm Matt. I took the NPTE over 10 years ago. Never forget. I studied for that exam for months. Books, took all the practice tests. I was ready. Took the test, walked out of there, felt super confident in myself. And the next day when I went to check my score, because back then you could do that, I saw the word fail. And the worst part about it was that I failed by less than 10 points. And I'm the kind of person, if I fail something, I would rather just bomb it and do terrible on it than to miss it by just a little bit. And I'll be honest, I felt pretty bad. I felt depressed. I felt down. I felt like a failure because all that, all that training and education and studying, I didn't pass the big exam. But I said, well, can't do anything about it. Studied up, took the next one, and passed it. And I will tell you, all through my career, of all the places that I've worked, people I've worked with, the patients who've come to me, not a single one of them has ever asked me, what did you get on your board exam? How many times did you take your board exam? No one's ever cared. A patient has never turned me down because I had to take the board exam twice. And actually, really the only time we ever talk about it, I know myself, is when I talk to other colleagues didn't pass it out the first time. And we swap those stories of what we did from the time we maybe failed it the first time to what we've passed it on the second or even third time. So if you didn't make it through this time, hey, don't worry. You get to join a pretty exclusive club. Next up, we have Dr. Monica Karuf sharing with us her story about failing the NPTE. I'm glad Scott asked me to do this. And I think this is a perfect place to do this. I have failed the NPTE three times. The first time it came as a shot, I was disappointed, felt like a failure, didn't really want to talk to anyone. After, tried it again second time, same thing happened, felt defeated, but I kept going because I knew this was my passion and I knew this was my purpose to be in the field of physical therapy. After the third time, I decided to take the MPET Final Frontier practice exam and I was successful on my fourth attempt. Not only did I start off as a staff physical therapist, but I became a business owner and I've been successful doing this since 2012, obtaining my transitional DPT. Here I am today in Monaco at the palace and I can say because I kept going, I'm now living my dream. Hey everybody, I want to uh, just go ahead and record this video. This time of year, it's always awesome to see all the Facebook posts about PTs and PTAs that passed their licensure exam. But inevitably, there's someone that didn't. And I want to share my story. My story is, hi, first off, I'm Sean Bagby. I am a PTA athletic trainer. And the first time I took my board exam in both athletic training and PTA, I failed both. I took my AT boards on a Sunday morning back in the arcane days where you had to go someplace and you had three parts and you're pulled out for different parts during the tests. 
And then uh, I turned around Monday morning and took my PTA boards and failed those. It was a life lesson and you can't prepare for everything at once. And you need to take your time. But I want to tell you what I've done since then is you can kind of see that starting from failure is not the worst thing in the world. So my day job is I'm the chief operations officer for a company I co-founded called Rehabilitation Performance Institute. We are a 13 clinic outpatient physical therapy company located in Indiana, Illinois, and Kentucky right now. I have been named the PTA of the year nationally by the APTA in the past. I have won multiple awards for my service to the profession on a state and national level. I have been honored enough to be one of the mentors for the next generation of Centennial Scholars through APTA. And I have been lucky enough to teach in multiple universities, uh, teaching leadership in PTA programs, and then guest lecturing in PT programs about PT, PTA teams, as well as teaching about the profession in general. With that being said, the uh, other thing that I am most honored to do is serve on a licensure board. I was the first uh, PTA appointed by the governor of Indiana to be on a licensure board. So that has allowed me to serve our profession and protect our communities by making sure that the quality and standards of physical therapy are met. So the biggest thing I want to leave you with is this. Failure is not permanent. Failure is a starting point. It's your job to move forward and, and, and keep learning from your mistakes and retake your test. And if you want to be the best physical therapist, physical therapist assistant there is, don't let failure of one test stop you. Re-dive back in into your determination and go at it again and you'll get it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Have a great day. All right. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Stephen Dunn. I'm a licensed physical therapist since 1998. Uh, I want to tell you my story of uh, graduating in 1998 and failing my boards. Now, they weren't called the same thing as they're called now, the MPTE or whatever it's called now. Back then, it was not called that, and you could take it whenever you wanted to. You didn't have to wait and take it on certain dates. You could just go to a testing center and take it any Saturday you wanted. And I graduated on 8 eight ninety eight, and then I took my uh, boards probably within the month. And I ended up failing my boards on the first time by one question. If I got one more question right, I would have passed. And in all fairness, I was really more, I was a dumb kid at that point in time. And I was more excited about going to the LSU football game later that day and tailgating and having watching the game than I was about the actual test. Again, pretty stupid, but it is what it is. And I retook the test the second time. I was able to take it within about a month. I didn't have to wait as long as people have to wait now, it doesn't seem. Uh, and I failed again, second time. And this time I failed by two points, two questions. And so I was consistently right on the cusp. And then I took it again about a month later, maybe three weeks later. And this time I passed by 
maybe two or three questions. It was very close. <laughs> so I was consistent in that same range the whole time. But that was 1998. Um, 88, 98 was my graduation date. And by the time November, I was uh, licensed or I'd passed my board. And with that said, I opened my first business, physical therapy business in 2001. After practicing for a couple of years out in California, I moved from New Orleans to California to, to work. The balanced budget act had just hit it, had taken effect. And, uh, the Medicare market was pretty crazy. Changed up with the, the cap was born and HMOs were shortly born thereafter. And so it was an interesting time, but I moved to Austin in uh, 2004 and opened my studio in Austin in 2005, uh, core therapy and Pilates. And we offer a holistic physical therapy with a Pilates and gyrotonic studio as well. And we've now been open here for 18 years, had a lot of success. It's been an interesting time since COVID, but, uh, it's been a fun, fun process and so my message to all of you guys who have struggled with the boards or failed the boards is it's okay. You know, it's going to be all right. Um, don't give up and don't focus on tailgating in a football game. That's one thing. That's one advice I have for you. Focus on your test. But with that said, don't give up. And that is not an ind indication of your success as a physical therapist or as a business owner, because I've been. Uh, helping people for 25 years now. And I've helped a lot, a lot of people with a lot of different conditions, uh, mostly back pain and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, but lots of stuff. And so don't let a little bit of a setback get to you because the boards is just a test to see if you can get through all the stuff you learned in school. When you start practicing, you're going to do about a fraction of that stuff. You're going to do the things that you like. You're going to do that. You're going to work in a setting that is, um, very specific. And so you're not going to need to know all of that information. Trust me, I haven't thought about wound care since 1998. Um, I haven't thought about a lot of stuff that I learned in school since 1998. So just want to share that with you guys. Um, thanks F Scott for putting this together. I think it's important for people to know that it's not the end of the world. Um, I know a good friend, he's uh, went to law school and he failed the bar and he never took it again. Never took it again because of his pride and his ego. And apparently he's like a glorified bookkeeper um, because he was not willing. He had an initial degree in the county, so a grad degree in law. And now he's a glorified bookkeeper because he never went back to retake that test. So don't let your pride and ego get in the way. Go knock it out, guys. I'm Julie McGee. I currently serve as the assistant director for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, the program in physical therapy at Washington University in St. Louis, WashU. This is my story of going from failure to success. I have been a physical therapist for almost 17 years. I graduated in 2007 from Alabama State University, which is one of the HBCUs that was a physical therapy program. I say that because I'm a very proud graduate of an HBCU and um, I feel honored to have graduated from an institution where I had several luminaries that I was able to learn from. Um, and one in particular was Dr. Linda Woodruff. So in the spring of 2007, I was on my terminal rotation and then 
you could not take the exam early. I knew I was scheduled to sit for the exam in June and I was on my terminal rotation in Birmingham, Alabama, which was a split rotation between a hospital and an outpatient ortho setting in a sports medicine clinic. Um, sports clinic that was a sports medicine clinic that was affiliated with the Andrews Institute. And I knew that was where I wanted to work. I completed that rotation and I had a job offer. So I was excited. I would be going to another clinic that was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, home of the University of Alabama, where the PT providers were the physical therapists at the University of Alabama. So I thought I had everything lined up had my job being a PT, ATC. So I was, I am an ATC as well as a PT. And I get to graduation, graduate, one, the minority, um, the APTA's minority excellent award for a student. So I had what I thought was pretty good momentum. Now in the time that I'm living in Birmingham, I'm living with one of my best friends and I was sleeping on his couch or an air mattress at times, but the air mattress sprang a leak. So it was some days I would sleep on a air mattress or a float on the air mattress is what I would call it, or sleep on a couch with springs sticking in my back, going to clinic every day. So all those things. And when I look back on it, I wasn't in an environment that was conducive to studying best, but I tried to make the most of it because Hey, I was a broke college student and I knew I had to go to work and there was a lot of pressure on for the environment that I would be in, a, a lot of pressure to get done to succeed. Um, so I graduate May, 2007, sit for my exam in June and I failed. It wasn't terrible. I, I was close to passing. Um, but again, I didn't study like I wanted to. Uh, for whatever reasons, but I fell and I was devastated. But within a week, I was going to work. So I was hired in this clinic and I came on as an ATC with the expectation that I would take the test again. And in those days, you could sit for the exam fairly frequently. It wasn't only offered four times a year like it is today. So I sat for the exam again in about... I think it was late August. So I, I take, I had taken the test in June and fell. I go to work and I work in this clinic and I am studying every day between every break, before work, after work. And I'm thinking I'm for sure going to fail this time. I have a very short window. I have all this pressure on me to perform again, to succeed because I didn't know what would happen if I failed twice having a job and, and knowing that, you know, people still took a chance on me. So it comes to the exam day, I go away, I take the exam. And when I left, I think I got in my car and I probably broke down crying because I just knew this time without a doubt, I failed the exam, failed the exam, got my results and I would not even open them up. So I go back to clinic. Everybody's asked me, where do you get your results? I said, about a week. So I got the email and I just wouldn't open them. I went to work the next day and everybody's asking. And my boss at the time comes to me and says, well, 
how'd you do your on your test? And I just told him, I said, honestly, I don't know because I wouldn't open my email to even find out, find out. And he was like, that's the strangest thing ever. So it was just this, this immense fear of failing again. And what that, what would that mean? What would that mean for me, especially, um, so I go home and I'm, I'm still, uh, roommates with, or I'm roommates with my best friend now, not just sleeping on the couch. Thankfully I'm able to buy a bed at least cause I make a little bit of money at this point. Uh, so no more air mattresses and no more couches. And I asked my roommate if he'll come and open my email for him because I just wouldn't, wouldn't look at it. Um, wouldn't dare look at the, um, the score. And he told me, no, he was like, I will not do it. This is something you did. Um, you know, the work you put in, so you have to do it. I took about 10 minutes and just gathered myself, went in, opened the email and there I see this P. That's all I see. P, I passed. And the relief I felt was just tremendous because I felt like I was carrying the weight of a lot of things on me um, to be successful. And I'm sure that attributed to part of why I initially failed. Coming from an HBCU, I felt like when I didn't pass the first time that I had let a lot of people down because it was people who were going to question why this program existed. Being in Alabama at the time, there were only three programs in Alabama State was the newest. So it was one of those times where I just thought, well, here's some something that people will use to say that we're not good enough for some reason. And then me, being the only person of color, let alone a black male who was a physical therapist, I felt like it was a reflection on somebody is going to to use this against me. Um, to say that, oh, I was only hired for these reasons or all these things that I took on. So I went in saying that I was going to do my absolute best and I was going to show that I knew what I was doing. I knew why I should be here and nobody let me in. I was very deserving. So I took that mentality. I buckled down and I worked hard. Within a year, I was managing the clinic. I had no prior experience with running a business and uh, or management, but I knew I could work hard. And we got the first quarter results when I took over that year and we had made a profit. So we got a clinic bonus. Now, I don't even know how I did this. I don't know how this happened, but it worked. So there was the first taste of success. Went on to open a satellite clinic that grew from two days two half days to two full days to then three full days eventually. So I was bouncing around from place to place, just putting in the work, working hard. Because again, the very thing that I knew that this test, I couldn't let it define me. I couldn't let that failure define me. Now it drove me for a while, I'll say, but it wasn't my defining factor because I still knew what success looked like. I knew what hard work looked like and I knew the things that I did know and I know, but I didn't. And I was always eager and willing to learn more, to be better. So I went on, I managed another clinic. And then I had my first opportunity to teach, which was back at Alabama State. And so Alabama State had given so much to me. It was an opportunity for me to go back and give something to my alma mater and to do something that I love. So I started as a part-time faculty member, or I was a full-time faculty member 
but I was only teaching 50% and the other 50% of my time was in university athletics. So I got to do all the rehab for university athletes. So this was a way I was like, well, this marries two things that I'm interested in. Um, and I don't have to work quite as much. I don't have to worry about all the things that come with running a business and it's a new challenge. So here I am, the guy who failed his exam, and I'm now teaching students, and I'm helping them navigate education. And I didn't hesitate to share when I failed my exam. And it, it was something that I thought they needed to hear it because if I still made it here, then they could too, that failure was not the final destination. There's a quote by Samuel Beckett that I heard and I, I just have kind of adopted it's fail, fail again and fail better. So I feel, and I'm sure I've failed again over and over it throughout my journey, but I've learned to feel better, to be better and to not let that failure be my final destination. It pushed me, it drove me, and it's allowed me to be where I am today, um, where I get to marry another passion of mine, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging and really thinking about how we interact from a PT education standpoint, um, changing the culture of programs, increasing opportunities for all, thinking about how we see, hear, and value all of our learners so our learners will go out and know how to see, hear, and value all of our patients and clients that we interact with. That one moment that, honestly, for the longest time I thought would have limited me has only fueled me. I won awards. I have been invited to speak. I got to speak at the Southeastern Conference um, medical teams meeting. I got to speak at the PAC-12 medical teams meeting. I'll be speaking at several different organizations. Um, I get to speak on inclusive leadership. Um, all these things that matter to me and failure was not a end point, it was a beginning. And really, I would say it was a starter. It, it, it just showed me that I could still do it, that I was not defined by a one time or even for, for anything else, a two time of failure of a test. I was not a failure. I failed in this moment. I failed at this thing. But it, if I didn't let that failure stop and I could learn from it, see it, use it to fuel me. It's only made me more successful today. So that's my story. I'm Julia McGee. I'm proud of failure. First time failure uh, on the MPTA TE exam and a, success, a successful physical therapist, clinician, and change agent. Thank you. Hi, this is Dr. Lisa Van Hoose. And I was asked to tell you about my failure story. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, where do I start? Because I have a failure story every day. I think that if you are courageous and creative, every day you're going to try something that does not work, which the world will tell you is a failure. I tend to see it as an experiment because ultimately I try to be childlike. I try to be a scientist, a researcher, 
and all of those things mean you that you will fail. The intention of this was to talk about the NPTE, the National Physical Therapy Examination, and the fact that I am one of many who failed it on my first attempt. And I failed it. I think it was one question, if I remember correctly, which was painful, right? Where it's like you're right on the cusp. It, sometimes I wonder if it feels better if you just like have a huge deficit. But I do remember thinking, okay, I failed it. What's next? And so there was a moment of panic, a moment of shame, a moment of guilt, a moment of what did I not do right? But I remember ultimately thinking, okay, that was a good experiment. And now I know what the test is like. So how do I need to prepare myself differently, right? Because part of an experiment is once you see the results, is then coming up with a hypothesis of why those results happened and changing your methodology. So I say that to let you know that part of that failure is part of the success cycle. Own it. I would love for us to normalize failure so that people aren't hiding in the bushes, not wanting to talk about it, but so that also other people can benefit from your story and learning, okay, here's what I did and this did not work for me. Because maybe that may save them some guilt, some shame, some time. I'm in their process. As you prepare for MPTE or just anything in life, go into it with curiosity and courage, knowing that experiments, failures are part of the process. As one person who has failed, I celebrate you, define the behavior, define the results, but those things don't have to define you. Good luck to each of you. Bye. Well. I hope that episode was entertaining as much as it was informational and educational. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, we ask you to please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. And please share out the episodes to those who you feel may be able to benefit from them. We also urge you to follow us on all social media platforms at HET Podcast and let us know what topics or experts you would like to hear from in future episodes. And just as a reminder, none of the information on today's show should be considered medical advice. It's simply infotainment or edutainment to help educate our audience. For medical advice, we always advise you to reach out to your preferred medical professionals, and we'll see you on the next show.